Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Candidate Experience Confidential, Insights on Recruiting and Hiring, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Kevin Grossman. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Kevin's episodes, you'll get the latest research, trends, and tips on the candidate experience to improve your recruiting and hiring practices for the future of work. Let's begin. Hey, everybody. Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. I want to talk a little bit about candidate experience and why it isn't just about happy candidates. Think about this for a minute. As a business leader, as an HR or talent acquisition leader, you all know how important it is to hire and retain the right people to help you grow and sustain your organizations. But when you think about candidate experience or what it's like applying for the job, do you think about how many people actually aren't getting the job at the end of the day? How much you're recruiting and hiring teams? How many people they're reviewing and then screening and then interviewing and then hiring, whether they're external candidates or your current employees that are looking for other roles inside the organization? Again, Companies big and small across industries, it doesn't matter. And then you think about that volume of people who aren't hired at the end of the day. They're not going to be happy. It doesn't matter whether or not you provide a quality candidate experience, which is what I'm going to talk about in this segment and the segments to come on the show. But you want to think about that for a minute, that the majority of them and their experience over time, the ones who aren't hired, you may not think about them again, ever again, especially being the business leaders at the organization that you are running, right? Because they they weren't qualified enough to be hired. Your hiring managers didn't think they were qualified enough. Your recruiting and HR folks probably didn't. So they were passed on and they were moved on. And the fact of the matter is, they're not going to be happy even if they feel like the experience was positive and fair. The reality is the only happy candidates, truly happy candidates that you have at the end of the day are those you hire. That's it. Job candidates, whether they're external or internal, only want one thing, and that's to get the job. And it doesn't matter whether or not you're hiring, your applicant to hire ratio is 25 to 1, meaning one hire for every 25 applicants your team screen, or 50 to 1 or 100 to 1. It doesn't matter again, right? And the reality is the only true happy candidates are those who get hired. In fact, there's even a halo effect. Even if they didn't have the greatest experience applying, being screened, being interviewed, but they still want to work there, and the experience was okay enough for them to keep staying in the running, not withdrawing themselves, and then they get the offer and they accept, there's a halo effect of getting hired. So they still might actually rate you, your hiring team, and your organization higher because they got the hire. Let's say if, they, if you ask your candidates for feedback, not all companies do, but many more do that we've seen over the years in our Candidate Experience Benchmark Research Program for the past 11 years, actually. But whatever the case is, it's just those who were hired. Those are the only true happy candidates. So what you have control over, though, more than you think, 
again, as business owners, as HR leaders, as TA leaders, even the, the recruiters themselves and hiring managers, are how you deliver that hiring experience for the aggregate number of people who don't get the job. So keep this in mind, for example, and we're going to talk about this um, in the months to come in varying different ways in more detail in these segments about what you can do, how you control the dials of how, what the experience is like in your recruiting and hiring efforts for your candidates, for your employees that you're trying to retain, and how you communicate with them, the timeliness of that communication, the transparency the expectation setting, and are you delivering on what you tell them you're going to do, even if they don't get hired at the end of the day. All of these things can impact your business and your brand, positively or negatively. And what we're talking about in particular are the reality of whether or not a job candidate will ever apply again for another job at your organization, whether or not they'll refer others whether they want to have brand affinity at the end of the day for your business and your brand. And if you're a consumer business, of course, whether or not they want to be a customer or still be a customer if they were one before. So what I want you to be thinking about is that your job candidates, your employees that are currently working there, that again, that might be interested in another role in your organization, they want to have a positive and fair experience. Now, positive and fair can definitely are highly subjective, right? And and my perception of what my experience might be at your company may change from day to day. Maybe I had a bad day, maybe my boss was being a jerk, maybe a coworker is being a jerk, and I start looking at job listings as I'm like, I'm done with this place. And we've seen that exodus a lot over the past few years since the pandemic. But when you think about whether or not they feel it was positive and fair, you still do control a lot of what that experience is. Let me give you a a more of a specific example. When candidates are in the running for a position and they're being interviewed and screened, for example, their positive sentiment tends to increase because what happens in any kind of a job search There is more communication and engagement with those individuals who you are interested in or your your recruiting teams are interested in, your hiring managers are interested in, than those you're not, obviously, right? I mean, the majority of people who apply for any given job at any time, and this does vary across job type, I know, but just generally speaking, many of those individuals just aren't qualified to move on at all. And that will be the end of the road after they apply. But for those that are being screened and interviewed, the more engagement and consistent engagement and communication get, their positive sentiment increases because they're like, I'm in the running. This is great. Until they're told they're no longer being considered. But the reality is that the interview process itself, the fairness of the interview process itself, that is something that's super critical because this is a stage where... These individuals, your job candidates externally and internally who are getting screened and then interviewed, there's more higher level of investment with them, from them to you and and vice versa too in regards to their time that they're investing in going through your hiring hoops, right? Maybe the multiple interviews they're having and assessments if you're giving them an assessment for whatever reason or a test. 
the back and forth that happens until they're either going to get an offer potentially or not. There's a higher level of investment and in human interaction at these stages. And it doesn't matter whether you're hiring a store clerk or manager or you're hiring a data scientist or um, whatever the job type is. It's that stage that we find in our benchmark research that we do every year at Talent Board to be one of the most critical ones for that matter. And one of the things that we have found is that companies who have above average ratings in our research, we also call them candy winners, companies who win our awards. They're the only companies we name publicly every year in our research. They have above average ratings because they are doing things more consistently. And one of the things that we would recommend that drives fairness, perception of fairness at least, is the fact that it's a more of a structured, consistent screening and interviewing process. So a consistent process, regardless of who you're hiring for, and your HR and TA teams hopefully are, are doing this, even if you're a decentralized model, like you have, you're doing hiring across plants or stores, and, and they're being driven more by those store managers, and it's not a centralized process from corporate, but even then, you, there's some consistency that you can try to ensure that your companies are relaying to the, the, the interview process the same questions every candidate gets asked, the same timeliness in regards to the scheduling. Are you prepping them ahead of time in the interview to let them know what the interview process is going to look like, who they're going to be interviewing with? All of these things, even if you say, tell somebody that, sorry, we're not going to pursue you any further, but we thank you very much for your time, then you that perception of fairness and the positive sentiment actually is higher than you'd think. But every experience that they have, if you, for example, your hiring managers and your recruiters are telling finalists that have been interviewed, we will be back in touch in two weeks, and you're not that immediately can drive negative sentiment into the ground for that matter. And, and individuals will share with their networks. They'll tell their, their peers and other colleagues if they're current employees, nope, never got back to me, never answered me. I mean, these are things that you control at the end of the day. Everybody needs to have definitive closure. So that, again, drives perception of fairness. So when you think about where the world is today, well, everybody's gone through this existential crisis over the past three years since the pandemic, combined with social unrest, combined now with a war halfway around the world, combined with just is this contention that we deal with day to day, in the workplace and out, for that matter, it's no wonder that people are just said, I'm done, I'm fed up. And candidates who choose just to, you know, candidate ghosting has been on the rise. And I don't advocate any candidate to ghost an employer that it, that they may be interested in or is interested in them at all. They've been ghosted for a long time. Unfortunately, candidates have. But I don't recommend that from candidates to do that to employers. But that, we've seen that happen a lot more. But you control how, how you deliver that experience. The more consistent and timely the, the communication is, the engagement is, the definitive closure that these that any of your job candidates are given in a timely fashion, then the more higher potentially the positive sentiment and the fairness is and their willingness to do stuff again with you. Their willingness to try again, especially if it's somebody that may have had some skills that you might think your, your recruiting team might think of for a later date. That makes a big, big difference. And I can tell you right now, the structured interview process is a big differentiator, making sure, again, it's consistent. It also helps to reduce bias and improve your selection 
process as well. In segments in the future, we're going to talk a lot about different things like what happens before they apply, what happens when they apply, what happens even more granularly during the interview process. Are you asking for feedback? Are you giving candidates feedback? What happens during the offer stage? If they accept the offer, what happens before they start on day one? Communication and feedback are ultimately the biggest differentiators of all when it comes to you having a better brand perception with the individuals that you hire, that you want to hire to grow and sustain your business at the end of the day. It is, I can tell you that what we see every year in our data, there's definitely a, 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 a resentment rate, as we call it, of candidates who refuse to do anything again with an employer because of a very poor experience. That can just snowball after a while if your organization has a toxic recruiting and hiring culture, you're not doing follow-up, you're not giving candidates closure. But the thing that I just really wanted to drive home is that it's not about happy candidates. It's not about just rainbows and unicorns and like, okay, we're, we're trying to be nice to them, but we really need to hire the people we need to hire. Of course you do. But you cannot forget, and I can't emphasize this enough, that only those people who get hired are the happy ones. Everybody else that doesn't get hired still can impact your business and your brand. It can impact your revenue. It can impact your referrals, which is super key and universal because of the fact that you depend on referrals. Maybe 20, 30, 40% of your hires come from referrals. And we're going to talk about a lot more about that in segments to come to in, in much more detail. So just keep in mind that it's not just about happy candidates. It's about, was it a positive and fair experience as much of that you can control and you control a lot more than you think. So thanks very much for listening to this segment. And again, I'm Kevin Grossman, president of Talent Board of the Candidate Experience Awards. And please keep elevating and promoting a quality candidate experience wherever you are. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning what's ahead for the future of recruiting and hiring. We'll be back next month with Kevin for another episode. But until then, please visit the Talent Board's website for additional resources at thetalentboard.org. And remember, don't let the shift hit your plans.